Welcome to Get a Trash, episode 189, The Signal. My name is Eric. And I am Jason. Hello, Jason. Hello, Eric and listeners. And, of course, the listener. Yeah. I'm sorry that I never say hello. I do say hello to them. You just did. Yeah. yeah. Screw you, listeners. <laughs> yeah, quit Don't try to guilt me. Yeah. What is wrong with you guys? We thought we raised you better. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, welcome back to my apartments. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's good to be in your apartments. Yeah. Because it's cooler in here. Uh, not this particular room. Not this room. No. Yeah, but, but the other room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hello, today is, uh... It's kind of a reprieve, almost. It is, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, uh, that, uh, when we, we went out for, uh, a burrito... And, uh, we, we didn't get burritos. What the fuck am I thinking? <laughs> I was just gonna play along. But, mmm, those were the best quesadillas and burritos I've ever had. I think something has happened to my brain to make me see things that weren't actually there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, but no, we went out for a sandwich. And, uh, when we came back, I swear to God, it felt like it was even ten degrees cooler from the time that we left. Oh, well, really? Yeah. It is so much nicer today than uh, than it has the been past in the last two weeks. Days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it has been miserable. It has been miserable. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's summer. That's, that's I guess all that needs my to least, be said. Yeah, my least favorite time of year. People are probably sick and tired of hearing other people bitch about how hot it is because right. uh, that's what everybody does these days. Yeah, it's not like we're alone. I think uh, there were three states that weren't in the nineties in the past two weeks. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, Washington, maybe, or? Uh, it was, uh, Minnesota, like, maybe one of the Dakotas, and, like, Wisconsin, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, it's craziness. It is indeed. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One might say that, uh, that kind of heat would make you go crazy. Yeah. Just start killing at random? Yeah, possibly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened in the movie. Could be. Except that it took place on New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. It's usually not that hot. Usually not, yeah. Uh, they don't really, uh, well, they, they, it's a, I think this takes place in the DC universe because it is a fake city that it takes place in. Yeah. Terminus. Yes. Uh, so, um, uh, so, you know, there's no real indication of, of, uh, where that city is, but, uh, it looks cold. Yeah. Looks like a, like a, a northern, uh, type city. Right. It looks like kind of a bigger city. Yeah. Bigger yeah. than Dayton. Oh, well, of course, yeah, but yeah. I'm talking, I'm talking like, you know, like possibly even a Canadian city. It oh, yeah. seems like. That's know. possible. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything like... Specifically American in this movie, but yeah, I don't believe so. You know what was American <clears throat> about this movie? What's that? Good old fashioned violence. Oh yeah, <laughs> we do loves the violence. Yeah, we do, mm-hmm. and uh, this movie has it in spades. Oh yes, literally. Yeah, really with spades. Really? Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, There's a shovel, right? That, which is also okay. called a spade. I thought a spade was like a little handheld, pointy shovel. Yeah, no, it can also be a shovel. Okay, yeah. all right. Then I guess I'll call a spade a spade. Right. There's also, you know, the racially derogatory term. Oh, oh. There's I, one of those two. Did this movie? I don't even remember. Did they say that? No, they didn't say it. Uh, oh, you're saying that. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My name is Jack. I own Mavericks. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway. Should, should we start over? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh. That was, uh, that was odd. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, violent. Violent is all hell. Yeah, it is. Um, so the signal from, uh, 2007. Horrorish. I'd say horror. Yeah. yeah I'd yeah. say horror. Uh, definitely, uh, more so than, uh, 
Uh, some movie that we recently watched that, uh... That was supposed to be a horror movie? Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, huh. Possibly um, a movie I picked, I can't remember. Was it The Human Centipede? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, my next movie pick, Human Centipede 2. Part 2? Let me just, uh, preemptively veto. I'll still do it, I'll just have <laughs> Kathleen on. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, other than the fact that you're ruining my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, she was already ruined before oh. that. But you're just uh, I'm spiraling her down the... Uh, nah, path. I'm pretty sure she uh, was on board the human centipede train, uh, whether she knew me or not. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. <laughs> terrible. So, yeah, let's try to talk about this movie. Yeah. I love the way it starts out. It's so, like, anxious and intense, like, right from the beginning. Right. I mean, I mean, there's, like, a little kind of a, you know, like a softer scene at the very beginning. Right. But, well, uh, sort of. The movie yeah. technically opens with uh, a Matt Brasfield movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing that was, like, maybe... Because you're, you're watching this movie, and you think it's, you know... The movie, the signal, but like, like two or three minutes in, you find out it's just the movie that people in the signal are watching. Right. And uh, I'm guessing that that movie is maybe by the same filmmakers. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's actually the the full length version of that is on the DVD as a uh, special feature. Oh, really? Uh, okay. It's called the Hap Hap Good Story. The Hap Hap Good. Yeah. Okay. It's a ten minute uh, film that I one of the directors wrote and directed for the. Uh, there's like that 48 hour uh, film. Competition, like where oh, okay. like you get like a title of a movie and a genre, and then you have to make that movie in forty eight hours. Oh wow! Like from okay. start to finish. Jeez. So I guess that was uh, an entry he he made for that. Uh-huh. Uh, and then yeah, and then the movie opens into uh, the real world where uh, the signal is happening, mm-hmm. and uh, goes from there. Yeah, and 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 it starts out like. Like, there's no establishing shot until, like... I mean, there's hardly any establishing shots in that movie, but, like, yeah. there's, like, ten minutes in before they give you anything other than, like, a pretty decent close-up on someone. Right. And it, like, builds this weird, off-putting, anxious tension, which yeah. I thought was really, really well done. Um, yeah. Uh, it sounds like you didn't like much of the rest of the movie, though. Oh, no, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, cause, uh, the movie is weirdly structured in that it is telling one story, but it is also an anthology. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, like, uh, maybe think sort of like the storytelling in Pulp Fiction where there's overlapping characters. A little bit. Like, yeah. uh, their perspectives at least. Right. Uh, I think there's a lot more intersection in this one. Mm-hmm. Where, where, like, all of the characters interact for, right, you know, right, a yeah. greater period of time. Exactly. Uh, whereas Pulp Fiction actually has a, like, I, you know, don't get me wrong, I fucking love Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. But I think there's probably stories you could remove from Pulp Fiction and it wouldn't affect the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this sort of if like... anyone ever did that, I would hurt you. Because <laughs> Pulp Fiction is perfect. <laughs> Something out there, I'm sure, said that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Probably Topher Grace. <laughs> Does he do stuff like that? Uh, there was something he did where, like, he edited the three Star Wars prequels together <coughs> and basically cutting out, like, all the unimportant crap. Oh, yeah. And, and basically turned the three prequels into, like, a 70-minute movie. Uh, I'd be curious to see that. Yeah, but uh, he he only did it for, like, one viewing ever. Oh. But, yeah, I guess he does, like, to just... Uh, edit movies huh. that he has no part uh, of. <laughs> that's interesting. That's interesting. I guess he's got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. Didn't we see him on uh, Comedy Bang Bang the other night? Yeah, yeah, we did. So he's still he's still out there. He's still out there, but uh, I wish we would uh, see more of him. I really like him. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I think he gets a bad rap for no reason. Really? Yeah. And... Probably a lot of uh, Spider-Man 3-related uh, bad raps. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just kind of forgot that movie existed. Yeah, probably. That's not his fault. It's not his fault, though. 
In fact, I think in the right setting, he would make a perfect Venom. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're going for that whole uh, anti-Peter Parker thing, I think uh, he fits that bill a lot more than giant bodybuilder-looking dude. Yeah. Really? I, I mean, I would never... Like, if you would have said, name a thousand actors that well, might right, play yeah. Venom, he wouldn't have been on my list. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, he was fine. Right. Yeah. But ultimately, Venom never needed to be in that movie. So, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the signal. The signal. Um, yeah, so you're kind of left a little bit in the dark for, you know, like first portion of the movie. Right. I mean, you kind of get a... Uh, you get what's happening. An inkling of, yeah, like right. the, the, people people hear or watch this transmission and they go crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty much all there is to it. Right. And, uh, I mean, you're sort of set in the shoes of... Uh, you know, the characters in the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, yeah. you know, they don't know what the hell's happening, you know, even more than we don't, you know. Right. Uh, and I think, you know, that's pretty good for, for you know, getting you into it. Right. Know? Yeah. Because all of a sudden just weird shit starts happening and then it just gets crazier oh, and crazier. Yeah. It, I mean, I swear, like, I swear if, if, uh, if they would have kept with the same sort of tone that the first, like, 20 minutes had, I think I probably would have had an anxiety attack <laughs> at some point. Because it was, like, really, like, just kind of, like, like, off-putting, you know, at the beginning. Uh, yeah, it does get uh, super intense there at the, at the beginning. Uh, especially when uh, there's basically... Th- well, there's three main, main characters... And then we eventually meet some other people who sort of become secondary main characters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, basically it's the story of uh, a woman named Maya who is having an affair with a uh, man named Ben. Uh, when the, the signal transmits. Uh, and then she uh, goes home to her husband who is uh, just kind of a jealous jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what right does he have to be upset when she was just minding her business fucking some dude down the street? Well, you know, it could easily be said that, uh... That's why she's fucking the dude. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, but, I mean, like, it's weird because, like, that is, like, the only, well, like, the only thing that, like, I didn't really like so much is at the very beginning of the movie, you're uh, supposed to, like, really, like, care about these two people and, like... About like their, uh, you know, their special time together, right. uh, Maya and Ben, and it, it almost felt like you would have had to have been familiar with these characters or like had some sort of backstory from, you know, I don't know, another film, like like, right. It just felt like you were supposed to care more than I did about those two people. I think uh, the problem is that it doesn't really set up uh, Lewis, her husband, uh, as much of a jerk as you, you know, are, are led to believe that he is. Right. Uh, and I think if, if you had that, if you see, I mean, yeah, basically, like, yeah, if there was a, a completely different movie before this movie started, right. where we just see that he's just kind of a dick, then it's like, okay, I'm on board. Or even just, like, an extended, like, a little scene at the beginning where she's interacting with uh, Lewis, her husband, right. be- before she goes to... Right. Yeah, See yeah. Ben. Like, yeah, because it just felt like you're supposed to really be rooting for her, and you're like, I don't know you, I don't know anything right, about you. Right, right, yeah. Um, and yeah, because then by the time we actually meet Lewis, uh, he's a homicidal psychopath. Right, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, he's already been exposed to the, the right, signal. Right, yeah. But, it, but it, like, going into that, like, as soon as we see him, like, I was like, the, you know, when he first walks up, I was like, I feel kind of bad for that guy. Right. You know? Yeah, because, you know, at that point, he's just some dude that's been being cheated on. Right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, but, I mean, you quickly, quickly learn that he's a douchebag, but it's just, it was just this odd moment where, like, you know, you're not really sure you are on board with caring about the characters you feel like you're supposed to be caring about. Right. And vice versa, you know, disliking others. Right. Well, I think with that said, uh, <clears throat> Lewis is the character that pretty much carries the movie for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Because, A, he is the one that we spend the most time with. Right. You know, the well, evil dick. Right. Bastard. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like, right from the get-go, you don't exactly know if he is, uh, you know, just truly an asshole or if he is just being infected by the signal. Right. Uh, so when he first has interaction with Maya, you know, it's like, you know, well... You know, what's the deal? Are you always like this, or, you know, are you just going crazy? Right. And she didn't seem too, like, surprised by his, his behavior. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I get the feeling that he was never quite awesome. Right. But, uh, but yeah, um, it, it was just odd. I mean, it was an odd way to, like, introduce you to characters, but I'm not saying it was bad because right. I mean, it was different and it was, you know, I don't know, it kind of worked, I guess, because, yeah. you know. The rest of the movie wasn't screwed up because of it or anything. Right. So. It was just an odd, odd placement, I think. Right. Uh, yeah, I think there definitely needed to be something at the beginning that sort of pre-signal that, that shows you just, you know, what kind of people these are. Right. So that you can have that connection or not connection with them. Right, yeah. yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I still stick by what I say. I think Lewis winds up being the most likable character in the movie. Uh, definitely the most memorable. My favorite character is definitely Clark. Uh, He's pretty good, too. I yeah. really like Clark. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, they even make the, I mean, you know, if you're connecting the, the joke here, Lewis and Clark, they, <laughs> they make that joke in the movie, but, right. but, uh, yeah. That, yeah, he's, uh, he, he, he shows up sort of in the middle of the movie, or like a third end of the movie, I yeah, guess. Uh, a third. Yeah. yeah. Cause the movie is basically split up into three separate stories. Right. But they're all really tied together. The second story is definitely my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cause it turns from this crazy, intense horror movie into kind of a slapstick comedy. I, I'd say a, a dark comedy. Oh, very dark. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, there's some slapstick. Yeah, you're right. The entire movie is about murder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All three but, of the main scenes. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's not forget that. But oh. uh, yeah, that middle chunk is definitely comedic. In yeah. Time. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, not like wonka wonka wonka. But it's just like dark. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, that's <laughs> amazing. I can't believe they did that. Yeah, I mean that that was a really. I think that's one of my favorite parts about this movie is like the scary, anxious, like off-putting. Parts are done super well. Right. But there's also some really well done comedy. Right. Uh, and yeah, like I said, though, we, we wind up spending more time with Lewis because he's in the first segment as, as, uh, you know, the bad guy. Or at least he's getting set up as the bad guy. We, we, uh, we've only spent like a minute with, uh, the, with Ben, the lover. Yeah. Uh, and Lewis is the first murderer that we see, isn't he? Um, I mean, we see an injured man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, before we, we see some injured people, we see people yelling at each other and almost chasing each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's the first person that we see actually kill someone. Right. Uh, and from there, hell breaks loose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, it's yeah, it's so. I mean, it's so like at the very beginning. I mean, it. There's no reprieve. I mean, you just. It's just slowly unfolding, and there's just all these people dying and being murdered, and uh, and you keep expecting, you know, like I, I don't know them to like just pull you out of it and like open up the the scene to like a larger area, right? But it just keeps like they they keep up the uh, the pace of just oh yeah, yeah yeah it's super claustrophobic like it's all on like in hallways and small apartments for like oh, yeah. first ten minutes and oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> It's like an anxiety, like I said, an anxiety attack waiting to happen. Right, and even uh, when they finally do go outside, a uh, majority of that scene takes place in a car. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. You get one like quick like shot of the city with like a wide open street. Um, yeah, but once they hop in the car, it's like back to the claustrophobia. Right. Uh, so yeah. So then uh, there's also uh, the character of Rod. Who is uh, one of Lewis's friends, the uh, the black guy, the African American gentleman yeah. that you referred to earlier? Uh, who's awesome? Yeah, he was great. Uh, he had one of the most memorable scenes in the movie. Oh yeah, a couple <laughs> of memorable scenes, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
he did the first bit of comedy. Yeah, pretty much. When well, I don't know if it was intentional comedy or not, but we uh, both laughed. Yeah. We both laughed because the guy builds the most awesome weapon ever. <laughs> yeah, like like if if you gave like your five year old nephew a pen and paper and said like draw an awesome weapon and like he kind of looked around the house to like you know because he's never really drawn a mace or an axe right. or anything. <laughs> this is the weapon that he would draw. <laughs> uh, it's basically like a uh, a lamp or a candle holder. Uh, that he shoves a bunch of knives in and then ducks tape, ducks, duct tapes it together. Right. It's like this giant, horrible looking ball of duct tape and, oh yeah, and sharp cutlery. He is actually sort of the, uh, he is the master of duct tape in this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, he uses duct tape to heal up his, uh, wounds. Yeah. To, you know, well, bandage uh, his wounds, I mean, not to heal them. Well, he, he, uh, he manages to subdue Lewis and duct tape, duct, Duck tapes him to a chair. Why can't I fucking say this word? <laughs> it's a hard word. It's got a C right before T. There's no U and N in the middle, and you're used to using that. <laughs> what? Uh, and then, yeah, he, yeah, he uh, uses the duct tape to, uh, you know, bandage up his wounds. Right. He's got, yeah. like, a... He sort of makes, like, the sling out of duct tape that he could just has easy access to. Oh, yeah, okay. Wow. <laughs> Maybe like like uh, like the Indiana Jones of duct tape. <laughs> Maybe that's his you know that's his thing. <laughs> Maybe that's his favorite kind of. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, he's a uh, he has a very limited role, but uh, sort of impacts almost the entire movie. And uh, once you think he's gone, he actually has a great scene later oh, on. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then the, uh, we get to the, uh, the second, uh, well, each individual part of the movie is called a transmission. Each act, right, basically. Right. Uh, the second one is, uh, is the comedic one, uh, in which, uh, uh, <laughs> a New Year's Eve party that goes terribly wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's where, uh, Lewis shows up again, and it's also where we meet, uh, Clark, and, uh, some other folk. Yeah, who who don't survive too long? No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so dark, but it's so funny. Wow. Yeah, it's an odd. That's a great. It's a great coupling of uh, tones there. There. Yeah. Uh, then uh, at that point, we finally uh, get to see Ben again. Uh, I mean, we've seen him like flashes here and there uh, between. Right. But uh, he doesn't really come back until the third act, uh, which is pretty much you know his story. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, Lewis is there, uh, you know, just being the bad guy. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> He's sort of like Wile E. Coyote. He just he really he, is. He keeps coming back. <laughs> like, fucked up things happen to him, and you yeah. feel like he's dead. And Just if, uh, if uh, Wile E. Coyote actually showed the visible wounds yeah. of whatever <laughs> yeah. would happen to him. Yeah. Can you imagine? Wow. <laughs> that would be traumatic for kids. <laughs> Wow, he's like partially flattened and like grinded up and burnt. Oh man. Yeah, wow, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, towards the end, the movie sort of, I don't know, it sort of takes back that, uh, the tone of the first act again, but I think it's also a little more mind-fucky. Yeah, it's a little bit more like, you know, what is real instead of like just the horror, it's like kind of like, more of psychological at that point. Right. Um, like, reality is maybe not what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Pretty well-made movie. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we should talk about the very end, but, uh, it was a little, like, like the very, like, last, like, four seconds of the movie I'm still a little confused by. Right. Um, I wouldn't mind watching the entire thing over again, um, because I feel like it's one of those where you're, like, piecing things together right. through all the different perspectives. Because they never really tell you, like, who caused this transmission. I mean, like, Lewis, the character I talked about, has, like, some sort of, like, paranoid theories about about right. it, but uh, you never really, like, it's never solidified and, like, you know, definitely, like, um, pinpointed, right. pinned down, I mean. And uh, Ben, you know, when he shows back up, he seems to be... He seems to think he has a handle on, you know, how to how to get over it and how to how to clear your mind of, of the signal, but at the same time 
stuff happens where maybe not. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Like everybody has everybody has their own level of insanity in this movie. And uh can handle it better than the others, but I think everyone is still pretty much insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean Maya Mia, Maya, Maya. Maya. She seems to like kinda just want to shut things out and like just kinda ignore it at, toward, right. towards the beginning of the movie and that seems to be her uh you know, her method of operation in life yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah just ignore the bad things and just move on and and, and honestly she ends up maybe having the strongest uh, theory there right. about how to get over things um, I mean she's clearly still fucked up by, right. the, by the end of the movie but but uh, and, it, and, it, and it also it kind of has a good message of the power of the mixtape <laughs> <laughs> and now we get into hipster bullshit you can't fade on the mixtape baby <laughs> And uh, what a terrible mixtape that was. <laughs> well, we only heard, like, the one song. Really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you probably oh, just put yeah. it on there, like, you know, 20 times. He's like, what do you think, baby? <laughs> I made it for you. She didn't have the heart to tell him that a CD player's a terrible skipping machine. Right. Yeah, seriously. Um, well, I mean, I guess, you know, uh, the, the mix CD, the mixtape, it's dying. Yeah. Because everybody's got an iPod. Well, yeah. So it's like they really stretched the, the limits of my uh, you know my suspension of belief by by making a mixed CD. Yeah, yeah. and ha- her having a portable CD player. At, at least it was a CD. Well, maybe it was set a few years back. You know, yeah, I'm not sure. I still have a I mean, I still have a cassette Walkman. Well, yeah, but you're like, you're you're one eighth hippie, <laughs> and uh, you're afraid of technology. I, I am. Sort Which of I guess sort of this movie says maybe that's probably the best thing to take. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I liked it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Let's talk about the mixtape. <laughs> you know, it is sad, though, that that, uh, that that is gone because, I mean, it was like an art form because oh, yeah. you had either 60 minutes or 90 minutes. Right. Um, or what, 88 minutes on the CD? I forget. How uh, about called. 80 minutes. But yeah, I mean, like, you had this limited amount of space to, like, make a uh, full piece of, you know... Yeah. You know, like cohesion right. music. It's, it's almost like your own piece of art. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, you could put samples in there. You can like draw on the cover. And, like, oh yeah. But now, like, I mean, it's awesome that iPods have that shuffle. But it's like a never-ending mixtape. Oh yeah. You, know, you could listen to it for what, like, weeks. Uh, mine. Uh, with the amount of music that I have on it, you can listen to it for eleven days straight without hearing the same song twice. Right, and it's not full. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's killing. It is. It's killing me. Kind of, you know, I mean, uh, as, uh, as the long-time listener will, will know that I am, uh, painfully single. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I used to love making, uh, mixed CDs and mixtapes for, for, uh, you know, my, my exes. And, right. You know, it was like, uh, just a little, you know, you don't have to put too much effort into it, and it's something that, you know, they, they, there's still a lot of uh, sentimentality to it. Right, right. You know, it's something that uh, yeah. really impresses the ladies sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like... And now it's dead. I did those two for right. the ladies. Yeah. But, but I, I actually mostly, like, I had a couple of dude friends that... Oh, yeah. Every time we bought records, you know, we were like, oh, I bet, you know... I've got a mixtape from you. Yeah, yeah. I, I made you a mixtape. My friend Nick, uh, he lived out of state for a while, and we used to send mixtapes to each other back and forth. And yeah. Like, yeah, it was, like, fun and, like... Well, was, like, you know, with thing. your dude friends, it's like, uh, hey, you know, listen to this bunch of music that maybe you haven't heard before. Right. And, you know, you're just, yeah, you're sharing your music and yeah. then, uh, opening people to new things. And then, you know, there's the side effect with the ladies where it's like, uh, hey, you know, here's a small token of my love. Yeah, this shows how sensitive I am. Exactly, Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then there's a, a Guar song at the end to show how fun I am. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, although I'd mix it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back and forth, yeah. You never oh, want, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you never want all of, like, one sort of genre. No, no, no. yeah. That's the... Uh, you usually like to build, you know, like, maybe, uh, like, uh, for me, I'll start out with, like, uh, like a couple of really fast, heavy songs, and mm-hmm. then, you know, I'll slow it back down Ooh, to, yeah. to something, you know, that pace up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kick in, like, a mid-tempo here and there, and then... Uh, maybe, like, a quirky cover. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. maybe a couple quirky covers. Yeah. 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 
Oh, I miss it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I actually used to have my uh, stereo uh, and tuner set up um, connected to my DVD player. Uh-huh. So I would, I would record movie samples between a lot of the songs and like, give it that sort of, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's from that thing, you know, like, yeah. gets people, like, excited or whatever if it's a movie they like. And, well, because I have uh, technology at my disposal, I would uh, just go online and download like uh, <laughs> clips of movies or whatever, right. and uh, grab like a you know a sample from that and you know, throw it in there. Exactly. Yeah. See, it's too bad. We should make each other some mix CDs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Know, I can't do that anymore. Oh, okay. I have no technology for that. All right. I couldn't even burn you a just a regular CD. <laughs> uh, well, then make me a mixtape. Can you do that? I don't have a tape player anymore. What other the- than. Just my, is wrong with you? just my cassette Walkman. That's all I've got. Ah, Jesus! <laughs> I know. I can because I, uh, I have a car now with a tape deck. Yeah. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. I bet I have an old mixtape someone gave me. I'll give it to you and uh, tell you I made it for you. Nah. No, you've told me, and I'll I'll know. Oh yeah. Damn it. Well then, fuck you. I'm not gonna make a mixtape. <laughs> <for you. laughs> like yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, it's a lost art. And this movie proves it could save a life. Yeah, exactly. See, bring it back, fuckers. Yeah, let's get rid of everybody's iPods and your uh, your Zooms and your uh, flat screen TVs that yeah. are killing everybody. Exactly. What's a Zoom? <laughs> I really don't know. <clears throat> it was the uh, Microsoft version of an iPod. Oh, okay. That. Uh, didn't last long. Uh, your reaction to it is pretty much exactly uh, okay. the world's reaction. Wow, that's good. <laughs> it's still around. Like, you could go buy a Zune somewhere. But it, why didn't it make it? Why didn't it, you know, like, because persevere? Because everybody is brainwashed by uh, Apple and uh, Steve Jobs mm. and I, everything. I, I love that stuff. Yeah. The only reason I even have an iPod is because I bought it used. Yeah. Hmm. Otherwise, I would totally have bought uh, something not Apple product related. So, do you think uh, Apple created the uh, signal that that destroyed everyone's life in this movie? It's possible. <laughs> Although, you know, though I am very anti Apple. Uh, I also am no huge fan of, uh, Microsoft either. Right. Uh, I'm fully under the belief that, uh, Bill Gates is the devil. Maybe they work together to create this. They so. possibly could be the devil Gates, together. Gates and Jobs. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Steve Jobs was still alive when this movie came out. No. Yeah. But yeah, Maybe yeah. that's what killed him. You think it's aliens? Oh, in this movie? Yeah. I what do you know. What do you think caused it? Could be aliens, could be, uh, the government. Mother Nature. Nah, it's not no other nature. Maybe you never know. Maybe she was pissed that people are, you know, making, you know, creating all these, all these pieces of technology that are uh, impacting the environment. Maybe she, uh, you know, poisoned the technology somehow. Are, are they impacting the environment? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like every year, people throw away all their old crap and buy a bunch of new crap, and you know, so there's like these landfills of old crap, and then like all the waste that's created and creating the new crap. So yeah, it's, I don't think it's. Probably very good for the environment. <laughs> I don't think Mother Nature has the technology to uh, build a signal. Oh. I wouldn't say <laughs> technology. Maybe just the. Uh, the well, how else the, would it. Uh, the innate power. Look at tornadoes and floods. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, then do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck with my TV signal. You know, if a tornado came down and destroyed your apartment, your TV would probably not work. Anymore. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's Mother Nature proving a point. <laughs> Mother Nature transmitting some sort of signal through my TV, that's not proving anything. Right. And I don't think they could do it. Ooh, you're challenging Mother Nature. Yeah. Right here on the show. <clears throat> I am. For all six of these people to hear. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I believe in the power of Mother Nature, mm. you know, because uh, storms and whatnot and uh, just heat waves. Heat waves. And just last week, my car almost got crushed by, uh, you know, flying signs and uh, orange barrels on the highway right. because Mother Nature was pushing them across the highway. 
Uh, you know, yeah, I, I got uh, nothing but fear and respect for Mother Nature. <laughs> All right, well, that's I cool. just uh, don't think that uh, Mother Nature would be able to uh, put together some sort of uh, mind-altering <laughs> transmission. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Right. That's fair. <clears throat> so I'm going uh, aliens or government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, so you did, you liked this movie? Right? Oh yeah, I love this movie. Yeah. You'd seen it before? I have. Yeah. yeah. And there's a there, on the DVD. There's a couple of like bonus transmissions, right. like short ones. Were those made before the movie? I guess. Or? Uh, I think they might have been like you know something they put on the web or something like that. Like uh, viral, like, sort from, of like a yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, okay. there's three of them, and uh, I think one of them is really really good. Uh, the final one uh, that we watched, the newsroom one. Uh, no, that was uh, the first one we watched. That was the first one. Yeah. What was the final one? The final one was the uh, family in the van. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah that's right. The middle one is... Uh, yeah, the yeah. guy that returns the, his dead mother to the right, rest by. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah, those were kind of cool. Right. I'd say watch those if you rent the DVD. It's worth yeah. it. Uh, I would say skip the Hap, Hap Good story. Mm-hmm. It is uh, not worth watching. I have no opinion because I did not see it. Yeah. Because uh, I couldn't sit through it again. It's what you expect from, you know, a shot on video, no budget, uh, you know, done in 48 hours movie. Right. So I wonder, do they already have, like, you know, props and stuff set up, but they don't really know the story? You know, because, I mean, or do they scrambled? I mean, they couldn't possibly scramble to, like, buy all the props. To scramble, yeah. But, I mean, you'd think, like, as a filmmaker, you'd be like, okay, they're going to tell me, but I'm already going to have some, like, Vials of thick blood, and well, I'm gonna have maybe, some tools, yeah. and yeah. you know, you gotta figure. <clears throat> I don't know. Never done one. Yeah. I, I've known a guy who had done one, before, yeah. but uh, also never cared enough to ask him how it went. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Maybe, uh, maybe we should get Matt Brasfield to do one. Yeah, I, I could see him doing a forty. I mean, he could do a forty-eight minute one. Like he has forty-eight <laughs> minutes to yeah. do a two-hour movie. He could do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have to do a full length movie. Right. You just have to do a you know, a short. Right. A complete story. Like a ten minute yeah. twenty minute thing. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what the Hap Hap good story was. Well minutes. yeah, give him Matt Bassfield forty eight minutes, he could oh, do a yeah. twenty minute movie. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. And he's got uh the other uh thirty eight minutes to, you know, uh just hang out and eat yeah. some Cheetos. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean all of his actors are uh you know, working with him right now right. So, you know, at, at his uh, day job. So he's like, "Boys, we got a call. Get, get in the car. We're driving to the park. Somebody grab the masks." He can do it. He could do it. Yeah. So, all right. So you like the signal? Yeah, I really did. Awesome. I really did. I'd like to see it one more time but yeah. before I like die. Before I die. Yeah. <laughs> um, if nothing else, like even if I never really get the Indian or like it never coheses perfectly for me, I, I think it was totally worth watching and impressive. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Alrighty then. Uh, we'll uh, take a break here. Yipper, yipper.
What up? Welcome back. What's up? <laughs> oh, wow. I had forgotten about those commercials. Yeah, best forgotten. <laughs> Sorry for bringing them up again. Oh, no. I, you know, somewhere, I bet we were talking about, like, maybe Topher Grace's, like, edited, like, you know, I don't know, supermodels with that audio right. or something, you know? Or, like, Smurfs <laughs> or something. I bet there's some really good fan footage of the What's Up commercials out there. Have you ever seen the Super Friends one? No. Oh, crap in a hat. It really? is awesome. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew somebody had to oh, do yeah. that. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I, <laughs> I've never seen those commercials, and the first thing I ever saw of that was uh, the Super Friends thing. Okay. Yeah. And so then, they take, like, the old cartoon footage? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, nice. just them knowing the what's up. <laughs> That's awesome. It's amazing. We'll uh, we'll watch it after the show. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> and then yeah, and then like after I had seen that, did I actually finally ever see one of those commercials? There? And you're like, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like the uh, like the super friends better. Yeah. <laughs> and those guys are all millionaires. Oh yeah. Well, probably not. No, no. no. They blew it all on hookers. Yeah, probably. Weed. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Uh, the people who wrote those commercials probably might be millionaires. Even though they blew a lot of money on hookers and weed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the difference between an actor and a writer, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, a successful writer. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> one might say we're writers. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. We've both written comic books. Uh, I've written articles before. Uh, uh, we're, we're writers. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, we're not successful. No. no. This is why uh, you had to buy me a burrito. <laughs> uh, I didn't even remember doing that. <laughs> I was thinking we went out for sandwiches. Nope. Hmm. Burritos and quesadillas. <laughs> oh. So what's happening, brother? Um, I, uh, I... Got to uh, drop my cousin off at the uh, airport oh, yesterday. Yeah. Had you mentioned that in the last episode? I don't think That's, so. Uh, he, he, your I, cousin I think, was moving? I think I mentioned that he was going to move out, yeah. Okay. Right. But yeah, he's lived with us for uh, three or four months. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I like the guy, but, uh, you know, it is like, you know, I don't know. It might be better that he's not there. I'm not sure. Right. I like, yeah. you know, I have nothing against him, but, um, I mean, ideally, I would love to live by myself, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, yeah. So now, I, now it's just me and my mom. Yeah. And our cats and dog. And you've uh, you've moved into the basement. I've moved into the basement. Yes. It's <laughs> like I was like, how can I be even more of a pathetic worm uh, of in this life? You know, I, you know, like I've I've done my best by working at a comic shop for two decades. Oh, I know. I live in my mom's basement. <laughs> so that's what I did. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. Yeah. But it's awesome because uh it's so like it's cool and there's like no you know I mean there's like a window but it you know, you can easily cover it up because it's a tiny one. Right. And uh it's it's like twenty degrees cooler than it is was in the bedroom I was sleeping in upstairs and um oh it's so awesome. I love it. And I'm like and like since you know since forever, I've had shit stored down there. Like even you know when I didn't live there, I had like right. a lot of my comics and stuff there. So I'm just like surrounded in this room by like boxes of comics. Right. Oh yeah, and and all the stuff that I had when I you know wasn't living there is in boxes in my mom's basement. So right. it's kind of cool. I like it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, though, I'm sure you're looking forward to a time where you can. Not be living there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get rid of a lot of my stuff, and I want to, I want to live with my lady. Um, she's living in her uh, work furnished apartment right now, so she's uh, she's she's happy with that. So we're gonna save up some bills and get her own place. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but that's been my exciting week. I I organized my CDs because they were in no order whatsoever, and now I have them uh, alphabetized. Like I haven't had done in ten years, probably. Right. So that was that was pretty fun. Yeah, that's about it for me. Cool. My cool. week. It's been my week. 
How was your uh how was your uh independence day? It was uh it was not awesome. <laughs> I was gonna try to be like, it was alright, but uh I worked for like five hours and then I went home to my dog who is a nervous wreck because of the firecrackers. Right. So I took this there's a band called Tragedy that I like that's pretty loud and uh, aggressive and I went to is the that basement. the uh, BG's metal cover band? It, it is not. <laughs> is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Now, this is a, a band that's like members of His Hero is Gone and Death Threats and old punk bands. And, right. Um, and I, I took my CD player and put that on repeat and just hung out in the basement with my dog. So that was pretty much my 4th of July evening, right. like reading comics in the basement with punk rock blasting next to my dog. It doesn't sound too terrible. It wasn't too bad. I mean, part of it was like me and my dog laying under the stairs together. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's adorable in a really pathetic way, I guess. Right. But I, I just feel really bad for her. And, like, and in the last few years, it seems to have gotten worse. Like, I give her these pills that are supposed to calm them. It's like tryptophan and chamomile and right. valerian or something. And, uh, and she, yeah, she's gotten worse and worse. So, like, Fourth of July is my least favorite holiday now. Like, there's, it's one of my least favorite days of the year. Right. Honestly, um, so I'm not into fireworks anymore, like I was like ten years ago. Because my dog seemed to like, she was like maybe a little stressed, but she's just yeah, gotten way way worse. Right. <clears throat> That's too bad. Yeah. So did you uh, get to, you know, do any fireworky fun? Uh, no, I. Uh, at home most of the day, and uh, I started uh, watching uh, daytime television and uh, wished that I had been at work. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, That's bad. Yeah. Daytime television is terrible. Even The Young and the Restless? Uh, I don't even think that was on. No. Uh, also, this was like 9 in the morning when, when I got up, so... Because, uh... I didn't stay up late Tuesday night, even though I had uh, Wednesday off, because uh, I had to get up at fucking 5 a.m. on Thursday, so what the fuck was the point? Uh, yeah, so I just kind of stayed home, and I, I worked on some artwork, and uh, my mom called me to see if uh, I wanted to go see Spider-Man with her, and uh, I told her no, and, uh, and then I just went over to my parents' house around 5 for dinner. And then I came home before the fireworks started, and uh, really, really just wanted to go to bed, but I couldn't because, uh, you know, fireworks. Fireworks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fireworks and assholes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not into the fireworks anymore. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, uh... Maybe when you're a little kid, I can understand it. Yeah, or if I had a kid, I would take him to the park, and right, he'd yeah. probably freak out about how amazing they look, and right. that would be cool. Yeah. But uh, other than that, until that day comes, yeah, I pretty right. much hate it. Yep. And I, I don't like to poo-poo holidays, because I like holidays. Yeah. I like just about every other holiday. Right. I, I enjoyed the fact that I you know, did have the day off work, you mm-hmm. know, even though it was kind of a pointless day off work. But right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got to uh, close early, but it was New Comic Day, so we couldn't we couldn't leave one of those guys hanging. Right. Somebody would have died, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was New Magic Day? Oh, my gosh. Well, as luck would have it, next Friday is a brand new Magic set. Night. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeremy, my coworker who hates Magic possibly more than I do, probably more than I do, um, he, he decided to leave... Uh, the Midwest for yeah. uh, for New Magic Day. He's going to uh, Comic Con in San Diego. Right. I uh, can't think about what would be worse. You know, it's funny that you should mention that. <laughs> if I had to either fly a plane to Comic Con, right, and fly in a not fly a plane because that would be fun. <laughs> no, but if I had to ride on a, in a plane to Comic Con or stay at Mavericks and work New Magic Day, I would definitely take work in New Magic Day. Yeah. See, again, uh, I think you're uh, kind of a cowardly pussy for uh, never wanting to go on a plane. Thank you. Uh, so the plane part does not bother me at all. Right. It's uh, Comic-Con. Yeah. I can't imagine in any situation where I would ever have a good time at Comic-Con. It might be a smidge too crowded. Yeah. 
Like, if they took maybe, like, 40,000 people out of there, it might be bearable, probably. Right. But, yeah. Like, at times, fucking even space gets a little too much. Right. You know, like, when you're trying to walk through an aisle and there's, like, four people in there blocking your <laughs> right, way. Right. You know, uh, I cannot imagine... Oh, yeah. I could not imagine trying to go to Comic-Con. It sounds kind of like a fever dream, though, because uh, Jeremy, he's been a few times, and he always describes right. it. He says, like, you'll be walking along, and you're like, oh, wow, there's, uh, you know, the guy that plays Dexter, and, you know, and you'll turn around, and, uh, you know, uh, Mark Hamill's there. I mean, like, it's right. just like this weird, like, you know, celebrity hodgepodge. And they're, and he said some of them are just, like, looking at back issues of comics and things, you know, they're right. like, just shopping and being nerds. and I mean that seems interesting, but yeah, yeah. not. I don't care about celebrities that much either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I mean, I'd be like, "Huh, that's neat," but right. I don't, yeah, I don't really care. And uh, all the news that comes out of Comic Con, I can just read online, right? You know, without yeah. ever having to smell anyone near me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get stabbed in the throat with a pencil yeah. or whatever happened. <laughs> was that last year or two? Uh, years? I think it was like two or three years ago, and it was someone got stabbed in the eye. Yeah, yeah, with a with a yeah with a pencil. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Poor guy. If you're listening, buddy, don't go to Comic Con. Don't go to Comic Con again. <laughs> you learned your lesson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, Comic Con, Comic Con. Yeah, I'll never go. I don't think you could pay me money to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe if I was like in California for some reason, I'd pop in just to like, you know, have an hour of like people watching or something. Right. But, yeah, I don't. I, I couldn't imagine wanting to go really. Right. And the fact that like you know, I mean, I know they have like exclusive stuff here and there, like you know, toys and comics and whatever. But you know, it's like you have to get a line to get in the line, right. you know, to sign up for the line, to. Uh, <laughs> and it costs. I don't know how much it costs to get into Comic Con. Right. Yeah, I'm sure it's quite yeah. a bit. Airfare, hotel, which, you know, fucking, I don't know, so when, when you said Jeremy's gone a few times, does he, like, you know, the day that the tickets go on sale, is he, like, just parked in front of the computer? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, those things sell out, like, minutes after they get, you know, put right. on sale. And I don't, I mean, I wouldn't mind, like, if it was something that I was really passionate about and I thought it was amazing. I, I wouldn't mind spending an exorbitant amount of money to, to do it, to have the experience. Right. But it just sounds like... I mean, it's just not for people like us. Like right. we don't we don't like crowds of people, and we're not fascinated by all the new shiny stuff. So, right. I mean, I'd rather go to some dingy, smelly basement where some guy has like a thousand '60s comics, and, right. and it smells like horse piss down there. Right. I'd rather spend hours in there. Well, I'm guessing that uh, Comic Con also probably smells <laughs> like horse piss. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'd rather take my chances with the uh, dingy basement than the uh, yeah. Comic Con. I'd rather go to Bonnet's bookstore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh well. But I hope he has fun. Yeah, I'm sure he will. He loves it, so yeah. more power to him. He always brings back a, a digital camera full of awesome photos. Right. You know, so. Did he go with his dad one year? Went with his dad one year. This year he's going with his sister. Okay. I think he went by himself one year, which is right. crazy. But I know he went with Joe G one year, didn't he? I don't know. Did Joji go? I think. I don't Joji know. what? Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, well, hmm. Something we can uh, ask them. Yeah. What do we see them, I guess? I don't know. But yeah, Comic-Con, it's coming. And it'll be... It's it's already invading the, the websites. Oh, yeah, man. That thing is huge. It gets bigger every year, too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it doesn't technically start until, like, Thursday, but, like, yeah, there's... For two weeks now, there's already been coverage. Oh, I'm sure there's people lined up there already. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they already had, like, a couple weeks ago, they had people already lined up for the uh, Twilight panel. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, I got, uh, yeah, I got nothing else. Yeah? I don't think I have anything Nothing else, else exciting? Uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something comic related to talk about. But, uh, Did you read some good comics? I've read some comics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just nothing amazing. Uh, yeah. Nothing really worth talking about. 
read uh, the first two issues of the Spider-Man crossover, uh, which yeah, fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, read uh, the second issue of Earth 2, introducing the uh, brand new version of uh, the Golden Age Green Lantern. Oh, yes, the uh, one that all the uh, old men who read it in the 60s love. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I believe we mentioned his name earlier. Yeah. <laughs> My boss was, you know, I mean... He's just from a different time period. Yeah, there's uh, only so far you can get away with saying that as yeah, an excuse. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's, I mean, he's from a small town in Kentucky. That, that factors in. Yeah. But he doesn't like black people. He doesn't like gays. <laughs> I think he uh, overcompensates and, like, treats all of our black customers with this odd, like, like he, he treats them nicely, but it's like this sort of pseudo nicely because he's overcompensating for something I think right but uh yeah I mean yeah he's he's an old fellow and he's uh, uh he's not progressive yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's never he's never said anything like well yeah he is okay yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. he's not happy with uh, Alan Scott being gay though no yeah well we should also uh you know uh Flourish that story with the fact that Alan Scott Green Lantern is one of his favorite comic book characters. Right, yeah. I mean, he's read it since he was, like, five years old. So. Right, he's got, like, you know, original art from you know, Martin <laughs> right. Novell. You know. Right. So he's kind of, like... He's got statues. You know. He, I, he's a fan. I think it's mostly just he doesn't like that it's different. Like, if Alan Scott became, like, Alina Scott, you know, right. he'd be pissed because it was a woman. Or, right. You know, whatever. It, like, if it was, like... Uh, Enrique Scott, he would be pissed that it was not a white guy, so I mean. Right. Yeah, he just, he doesn't, he doesn't like change. Right. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't want us to use garbage bags. Anyway, because he's always, right. because he's always used, used the cardboard box as a trash can. <laughs> so I mean, what, what else can you say? How right. can you know? <laughs> uh, I love him. I love the man. I really do. I got no problems with him, but, uh, there's, yeah, some. I wish we could fix his brain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> <laughs> Alright, well, we've, uh, insulted your boss long enough. Mm. That's fine, because I got a second job. Yeah. Fire me. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, you, you live at home with your mom, you gotta, yeah. you gotta oh, yeah. invest. Yeah. Can, can you imagine if I got, if I had no job? I could just live there forever. Yeah. That'd be fine. You're fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's like heaven. <laughs> I've got a little nest egg. I could, I could, you know, even pay, pay for my own groceries and whatnot for right. a while, for a couple of years, probably. Yeah. Uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the music that we played, uh, last week, uh, between episodes was from a band called Pentagram, uh, which I've only, like, recently discovered, even though they've been around for, like, 40-some-odd years. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I read an interview with uh, the lead singer of the band, who is, like, in his mid to late 50s uh, at this point. Right. Uh, and said that uh, only until recently he was still living with his parents. Wow. Uh, just because the band never really took off and he was always in and out of jail and rehab and so. Right. You know, so yeah, he, he had his parents there as support. It yeah. can happen. That's like Will Glenn Danzig. He lived with his parents until he was, I, I don't know, he was in his mid to late thirties. Really? Because they, uh, they, they actually ran his like distro for him. Like they uh-huh. did t-shirts and whatnot. Huh. And, uh, and like that sort of takes a little of his like, Evil prestige, prestige yeah, away, yeah. but but at the same time, like I mean, and maybe I'm just trying to justify my own situation, but <laughs> it seems like this is maybe the only country I know of where, you know, it is sort of looked down upon to have close ties with your family, right? Like, you're like you know, by the time you're 18, you should be out on your own and like right. in the world, and like I don't know, like I kind of I kind of like you know kind of enjoy like spending time with my family, right. and like although I do really want to. Get out there and uh, get get my own place again because right. it is You've been it's there. a lot. You've been there for a while, yeah. like a y- at least a year and a half. Right. Um, I uh, I do not enjoy spending that much time with my family, uh, mostly just because I have uh, 
no one to talk to. Right. Uh, and uh, I put off the persona that uh, I, I don't like to talk to people. I, I do like to talk to people. I just like to talk to the people I've got stuff just, in common with. Right. And uh, that is not my parents. Well, I mean, like, it's not as bad now that it's just my mom. And, and like, don't get me wrong, because I love my mom and I love talking to her. Right. But, like, usually after 10 hours of working at Mavericks, where basically all I do all day is talk to the customers, you know, like, because right. they all have questions or they just want to shoot the shit and be like, this deck that I'm working on is blah, 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 you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so, like, I talk all day long, and then sometimes I'm just, like, when I get out of work, I'm just like, Ugh. and uh, And I would drive home, and, uh... And the first thing, like, I see is, like, my cousin would be outside, and he'd want to talk. Right. And then, like, you know, I'd chit-chat with him for, like, a minute or two, and then I'd go inside, and my mom would chit-chat about, like, her day. And, like, and I felt terrible because, like, at that point, like, I didn't want to even hear what they had to say. Right. And, like, that's that's bad. So, like, yeah. part of that's, like, you know, I'm sure just working with people, but it, it would be nice to, like, just be able to go home and, like, not dead, talk to anybody. Dead silence. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that was not great. Dead silence. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> Actually, I would much rather talk to my cousin and my mom than my uh, customers. Right. But uh, since, you know, it's hard, to, it's, it's hard to get away from them. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little uh, too much too soon. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, you know, like you're just leaving work. and you know, Oh, yeah, yeah. You only live like five minutes away. Right. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's not, not like enough I'd... time to decompress. Maybe, yeah. that, maybe I should just like. Yeah, live or like work an hour from my house. Yeah. You know, yeah. just drive around in circles or yeah, man, you go, go to my shopping or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I will see. That's the or you know, uh, you know, whatever happened to you know, stop at a bar. Have a exactly. Drink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have a couple of drinks. Well, see, that's the thing about living in Dayton, though. Everybody that works that lives here is some sort of nerd. Like, I can't drive down the street without. Uh, Going, oh, that guy over there, his name's Doug. He, me buys X Men right. comics. He works at Long John Silver. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been out with you and, uh, like, the, they've never really actually come to talk to you, but, uh, you know, you've been like, oh, uh, they do. They do come well, to talk to me. Not when I'm around, okay. usually. Right. But, uh, you, 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 yeah, maybe you put up this vibe, like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, you, we've been walking around and being like, oh, that guy buys magic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in Happy fact, song. actually, because uh, cause we did uh, run out for a quick uh, bite before the movie today, and uh, he went to Subway and I went to uh, the burrito place next door, and uh, the two guys behind the counter were talking about magic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm sure they shop at Mavericks. Oh, yeah. I'm the sure lady the lady that made my sub, uh, her, her boyfriend buys magic at Mavericks. Oh, weird Betty Davis lady? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super skinny, goth Betty Davis lady. Yeah. Yeah, she comes in with her boyfriend, and I don't think she buys magic, but he buys he buys magic. So I don't know. I get approached at the grocery a lot, and you know, like they're all great people, but like <laughs> um, individually, like you know. But uh, yeah, when I'm at the grocery and they're asking me about hero clicks, I'm just like, right. so get the fuck alone. Yeah. Uh, sorry, didn't mean to vent. No, that's fine. It's, it's what this show was for. <laughs> To keep us sane. Because if you can't vent to me and to the audience, who are you going to vent to? Uh, the magic customers? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I believe you have a comic you need to pick. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, I had trouble picking a comic this time. Oh. But I uh, ended up with one that uh, I'm, I'm uh, glad to be picking. All right. Uh, this one is a book called... Gladstone's School for World Conquerors. All right. It's, a, it's an image book. Okay. I've heard of it. Yeah. Right. Cool. Cool. All right. So that's what we read. Okay. Read along if you'd like. I, I will. I was talking to the people who aren't here. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then I won't. Oh, no, you need to as well. Huh. Well, it's... it's it's like they're like we're the conductors of the train. They're the caboose. We we all need to work together. On okay, this. all right. <laughs> <laughs> and what a fine looking caboose you are! Ooh, sexy. <laughs> Everything Gladstone School for World Conquerors. Yeah, looking forward to it. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye.
You can subscribe to Gutter Trash at iTunes or directly at guttertrash.net. If you go to iTunes, please leave us a review. You can email us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. For more info, you can find us on Facebook. Or you can go to seanborn.net or buyerbeware.guttertrash.net. Listen to our sister podcast, League Night, at league.guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>